gun is like a penis. Some people have them, some people don't, but I don't need you waving it in my face. The call of the earth was just a dumb kind of name, but they named it right because we behave the same. We are dumb all over. Dumb all over, yes we are. Dumb all over, near and far. Dumb all over, black and white. People, we is not that tight. Hello? Hello, hello. Test, test, test. Test. Wow. So we might be uh we might be streaming to the no agenda stream right now. I have no idea. This audio crap is is really confusing. I oh I got a hello, hello, I got an I hear you. Yeah. Okay. Uh yeah, no, can you hear anybody but me? Can troll room, can you hear Bemlet? Hey, hello, guys. I uh, think you're hearing me. It sounds like I'm hearing it. I can hear other voices, too. Okay. I do take the audio guys for granted. I've never bothered to want. I, I've never wanted to be the audio guy. Never wanted to. Be, no. I mean, Darren, like, lives and breathes audio because that's his life. And I'm perfectly happy to let him land on that grenade. I'll just do all the back end shit like parsing XML. I'll, uh, I'll just avoid both. <laughs> Not really interested. I'm just being honest. So this is uh, not Grumpy Old Ben's. I mean, you don't want to call it that. I I might. Um, well, I'm I'm recording this, but this is not something that we're going to be uh, releasing. This is going to be a an inaugural episode of the Drunky Old Ben's, which is a terrible idea to do at nine in the morning because I'm not drinking enough at nine in the morning. Son of a bitch. You didn't tell me I need to get my vodka out. I, I assumed. Okay. Well, that's fair. I'm making a mistake in bringing actual water for a change. Oh, I'm drinking coffee. Coffee is, is life. Not enough. I, you know, maybe my problem is I'm not hung over enough. What do you think? That's probably it. I, Really tried to get me hung over last night, but it failed. Uh, <laughs> there isn't enough vodka. Probably not. So what should we but, call this? I don't know. Sober Bems? Doesn't have the same ring. Uh, close enough. Oh, and, and now Darren shows up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Darren, sh- Darren actually came, showed up and saved the day. He was like, uh, are you an idiot? You just need to connect to the server. And I'm like, oh, didn't try that. <laughs> <laughs> Now playing sober bims in the morning. <laughs> no, we're we're gonna go with we're gonna go with Darren. Yeah, yes. Darren says mount points are hard, which that is in fact what she said. So, shall we play some music? No, because I don't know how to no. play music. That ain't fucking happening. I mean, I could put a radio next to my microphone. I don't think that's probably the right quality, though. Yeah, we <laughs> let's let's do that. No, okay. So, um, now that we're streaming, do you want to do a show? If, if you think that's appropriate. No, it's probably not. Nothing I do is appropriate. That's not how we roll. That's what my wife tells me, too. Uh, <laughs> that's what your wife tells me, too. I mean, I could rant on the notes that I thought about doing for the show today before Darren decided he was going to bail out because stupid. I mean, he, what, he loves his mom. What kind of excuse is that? Who who would put their mom ahead of podcasting? Well, clearly not you. No, I don't even talk to her. I know that. I called her on her birthday, and I was still the son that she didn't like as much. Yeah, and, and I still beat you to it. 
Yeah, well, that that's because she's three hours behind, and I thought maybe I'd let her fucking sleep in, so I called at like eight a.m. her time, and she's like, it, it, "This was a great thing." I call up, and before I could even get "Happy Birthday" out, she's like, "You're too late. Tony already called." By the way, uh, we were about five minutes into my conversation with mother when uh, when she goes, "Oh, uh, I'm gonna go because Ryan's calling me right now." Yeah, well. And then she cut me off. She's like, yeah, well, I'm 10 minutes in. She's like, I got to get ready for work. I'm like, okay. So you think work is more important than talking to me? I get it. It's people with their screwed up priorities. Well, it's not like you ever talk to her. So, you know, it's not important. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, I talk to her more often than I talk to our dad. <laughs> um, well, I mean, that's probably for the best. Uh, at least for your, you know, sanity. My what? My what? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Maybe for your wife's sanity. I think she still has some more hidden in one of those bookshelves. So I bring the topic for every show. And and since I did the audio stuff, um, I'm feeling like I'm being the Darren for this one, which means that I can go ahead and mess with the audio and bring no content whatsoever. So I'm going to let you bring all the content. What What do you have? You did not tell me that I had to bring content. I didn't tell you you had to bring vodka either because I assumed. <laughs> well, that makes an ass out of you. <laughs> All right. Um, well, then uh, let's call this. Uh, let's find because you guys have done plenty more of a uh, let's find out about other people. I want to find out about Ryan. I, I, I already hate this. Yeah. Well, you asked me for content. So here you go. Okay. It's ominous. So. <laughs> Darren, shut up. Just, <laughs> just shut up. I don't want to talk. Not to you, at least. <laughs> You're not talking to him. He's not, he's not doing audio. If he was, I wouldn't have had to fuck with this thing all morning. And then you'd have to come up with content. Yeah, I think you're trying to skate out of this. Well, you know how I feel about doing work. <laughs> the one of them says, yeah. can't hear Darren out. That's because he's not connected. Also, that's a feature. Yeah, yeah. See if so, Darren, if Darren knew where our private Discord chat was, we'd he'd probably be able to join and still wouldn't because he hates Discord kind of like I hate thing you know everything like Skype yeah everything or just everyone I, I, I let's just say there's a lot of grumpiness to go around so you were gonna talk <laughs> no I was gonna make you talk uh so um what do people want to know about you uh i've told plenty of stories about us growing up so how about you tell one what i you know i'm a very private person yeah bullshit i well i don't go spewing private details that everybody can use to cancel me later very private person I what was that chart that darren posted about uh how much people talk on your show well yeah but i talk about other things like other people like I talk about Darren more than I talk about me. Okay. It's, it's not my favorite topic. It's kind of like my voice. Cancel. What about <laughs> blackmail? See, Sir Matthew, he's, he's thinking straight. He's already looking forward to when he can blackmail me. That, by the way, that is why this is not being recorded. Uh, well, not by you or me. <laughs> <laughs> that does not mean it's not being recorded. I'm betting Darren's recording this. I, I don't know why. Not even sure what system he's using, but I'm sure he's doing it. I 
you know what? I'm I'm going to assume that everybody is on the up and up and knows that we're novice and don't really know what the hell we're doing. And so they understand that this is not to be recorded. And let's just go ahead. And I Let's go ahead and Fletcher this episode. Let's just make sure that everything that goes live stays live and disappears because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. In fact, I'm probably Darren's. I'm like. When I started this morning, I said, uh, okay, Darren, how do I make this connection here and here and here? And because I had, I had managed to stream from discord to the, uh, to the stream before, but I had never been able to stream such that I could get both the discord audio and my microphone, which come in different, uh, endpoints. Cause if they were the same endpoint, I'd be hearing myself, which that's what she said. Yeah. 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 Um, and He's like, oh, yeah, just go install this software. And I look and the very first thing in the installation thing is it's like, yeah, just run install and then it will and then reboot your system. I'm like, oh, going to have to stop you right there. I really fucking hate reboots. Um, You know, I and I just want you to know I did reboot just for you this morning. And uh, so everything on my desktop is fucked up. All the programs I had open are closed. I don't know what my head is gone. I'm pretty sure that you were like mocking me just the other day because I hadn't done a reboot in a month. And now here you are That's bitching and whining about, no, having, hell no. about having to do a reboot. I, I, I don't mock people for not rebooting. I'm not. No, you a lot of things. Ryan, you mock people for anything you can find an opportunity for. Well, if I think I'm pushing their buttons. Yeah, but I don't always mean it. <laughs> Fletcher, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you take this one, Bimlet. Uh, why do I have to be the bearer of bad news? Actually, it's not Fletcher. You just, uh, as far as I know, uh, don't like to record. I guess I don't know. I was not a part of this. I'm just being thrown under the bus here. Yeah. So, in in case anybody came to the stream late, this is not Grumpy Old Ben's. This is uh, two Bemroses chatting and uh, being completely. I, I I'm out of my element here. Uh, I'm I'm Ryan Bemrose. And my co-host here is Tony Bemrose, um, also on the left coast. Is yes, of the left you, coast, you, Bemrose. You failed. You failed to mention that one. Okay. Yeah. Well, I yeah. From from America's left coast, where uh, I've I've been thrown under the bus and made to do audio myself. Who does that sort of thing? What do I look like, Nick the Rat? Fletcher exists. Okay. Good. Good. And and by the way, in case uh, because I'm sure somebody's going to ask, uh, this is live. This is not a recording. I, this is yeah. We already established that we're not interested in recording this. Well, you know, I figured somebody was going to ask just to be a jerk. So I mean, I can I can bring some of my grumpy old Ben stories like this. For example, the uh, the CDC now recommends separating newborns from their mothers as soon as they're born in in order to prevent the spread of COVID nineteen. Yeah, fuck the CDC. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> they're, oh my they're, god! You know this is just reinforcing even more why we didn't go to a fucking hospital <laughs> to have kids. Well, I mean, it nothing matters except COVID bonding. No mother's milk. No antibodies. No. Uh, you know, the, the, having your kids see anybody but an antiseptic room within their firstborn. How is that more important than a virus? That has a 99.997% survival rate and also is not really transmitted in the summer. 
I just want to hear the uh, the PR spin on this, trying to make this for the kids. Because seriously, you know, the moment somebody's like, for the kids, I'm like, oh, you mean depriving them of all the things that they need in their life is for the kids? Great. Okay, so so let's talk medical here. Um, how do babies get their first immune system? Do you do you, do you remember this from biology class? Well, about seventy five percent of it comes like during the first nine months before they're born. Yeah. I mean, things are obviously transferred across the placenta, like uh, nutrients and uh, um, viruses, maybe. Uh, I mean, it's possible. But uh, what I was thinking though is, is, uh, you know, mother's Yeah. The mother's milk, the, I don't even know what the term is, but the clear stuff that comes out for the the, first two days. I don't know. Semen, uh, whatever it is. Oh my God, Ryan. (laughs) <laughs> but antibodies are in that stuff. So the I'm so glad my wife is not listening to this. Uh breast milk has immunoglobin. I'm I'm reliably informed. Well, I don't know how reliable, but I am informed, and that's really all we can ask for here. So <laughs> I, I the the two things that thoughts I had is first of all, if if okay, everything here is about trying to prevent transmission of COVID from the mother to the child. Uh now, I don't understand biology, but is the placenta some kind of fucking iron wall that prevented that transmission already? Because I feel like if you have a virus, there's a very good chance that so does your kid. If I mean, they're, they're in the same body with you. Is the, that not the short, answer, the short answer is actually yes. The placenta does actually prevent a lot of transmission of a lot of things. That being said, unless you plan on abducting somebody's baby for the first two weeks of their life and destroying, you know, their entire life, because, well, that you know, sounds no, what the think. CDC is recommending. Yes. Yeah. And now I'm going to go back to fuck the CDC. <laughs> okay. Cause I, the, the, okay, well then that, that might actually, you know, also COVID is a respiratory virus and they're not breathing the same air. In fact, for the, you know, first nine months, the kid isn't breathing air. So yep. maybe that's even like, I guess it's reasonable if the mother has a, a virus and a respiratory virus, the kid doesn't have it yet. But the way that the kid gets antibodies, which could include antibodies for a virus that the mother is currently dealing with, is through breast milk. So that's really important right there. And then, yeah, what what are you going to do? Like quarantine for two weeks is is that you don't you don't put a newborn in a sterile fucking room for two weeks and give them no no human intervention that's how you get leftist antifas well oh so you're saying this is actually you know calculated uh, it might be <laughs> i saw several cows eat theirs what the hell is going on? oh raise your hand if you eat placenta i'm i'm grossed out how about you uh well if you read the comment i made immediately after that no not so much grossed out oh Okay, now I'm extra grossed out. <laughs> your your comment was my wife did. Okay, yeah. I'm, I I just fucking it did. Does she not? Uh, did she not realize where that came from? Like what opening it came out of? Is that I? Is that what you? So, it, so this is really just proof that Ryan has never gone through any of the childbirth processes. I'm just, you know uh, what? Just eject, eject. I want out of this conversation. You chose it. You joined this. You started this, actually. So this is your fault. Okay. Uh, no, uh, um, it's actually pretty common that uh, after the baby's born, you keep the placenta and it, you have it dried, dehydrated, dried, ground up uh, and encapsulated with other herbs. And then uh, the mother takes the, uh, the pills over the next month. What the fuck? Because there is an incredible amount of 
antibodies, nutrients, all sorts of things in that placenta that's really good for the mother. That came and out of your also, vagina. Did did do women also like not mine? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yes. It's the one you Quite. have on rent. <laughs> I'm just like, did I, is it like some, is there a health food craze where women drink their own uh, menstruation or, I mean, what is going on here? What did I miss? I feel like, I feel like this is something that you're talking about, about your own wife and I'm going to avoid the answer. I don't that. drink my wife's menstruation. I'm going to go on record right there. <laughs> I don't even drink my own. <laughs> Well, you definitely have a time of the month as far as I can tell. <laughs> yes. Yes. I have a time of the month when I'm really, really cranky and moody. It's called always. Yeah. It's it's actually twice a, twice a week now. Yes. On, on Mondays and Fridays. <laughs> Mondays and Fridays. Yes. So. Okay. Weird how it always happens in the morning. Okay. <laughs> See, this is why you need to bring the topics because the the ones I bring are not good. You brought up the CDC. This is your fault. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. You need to bring topics. What do we got? Give me a, what? give me some tech topics. Jesus Christ. Uh, how about uh, something I saw a few months ago? Uh, the fact that you can buy Bitcoin. This cracked me up. You can buy Bitcoin from the cho- the change machines at uh, grocery stores. Really? Okay, I want to hear about this. Yeah, it was just a. Uh, um, walking through a, a Safeway in Tacoma, and uh, they have one of those change counting machines. I seriously yeah. did zero research on this; it just fascinated me. Uh, just one of those big change counting machine that takes you know fifteen percent of the change you put in, and you know as a fee. Yeah. Um. Still not as bad as Apple, by the way. Uh, <laughs> no, <it doesn't> <laughs> much. But yeah, uh, don't don't buy Bitcoin through an app on an iPhone. You will get shorted. Exactly. But uh, yeah, and it just has this sign hanging off the side that says you can buy Bitcoin from this machine. Ah, bit Bitcoin vending machines, the next Bitcoin machine you'll see everywhere. I just basically yeah, I, I, I did research. It's called a web search. Uh, uh, OK, I'm actually really fascinated. Fletcher put a minus karma for CDC. And what fascinates me is that it's not the first time that's happened. No, it is only the second. But yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, Bitcoin ATMs are a revolutionary technology and Bitcoin vending machines may be just one more way. Cryptocurrencies slip into the mainstream society as blockchain. OK, this is all bullshit. Pelicoin is the company doing this. Um, this was a Coinstar machine. OK, I'm just scanning the, uh, you know, the sub headlines and one of them, a Bitcoin vending machine for beer. Sign me up. Fuck. Yes. I, oh, the question but, is what kind of beer because if it's like oh, some but, kind of pussy american lager then no it doesn't matter washington is too leftist to allow us to buy alcohol from a vending machine yeah that's well i don't know if that's leftist i mean there's a lot of things you can put on leftist but the you know having the state be the only ones allowed to run liquor stores was only lifted because costco insisted in 2014 before that my entire life you couldn't buy liquor at a grocery store. It had to be at a, at a state run store. Yeah. What was it like? A, uh, anything above 15% or something like that. I have to admit, I am really annoyed. I looked it up because uh, this whole not wanting to go out of the house and fuck every single business that it demands. I put a diaper on my face. Um, 
I didn't want to go out to go fulfill my growlers. And I was like, does somebody, does anyone deliver beer? And I found out it's not legal in this state. What the fuck? You can have wine delivered, but you can't have beer delivered. I know, but not beer. That's bullshit. There's actually a specific exception for wine. You can't have hard liquor and you can't have beer. You can't have anything except wine. Huh? Yeah. Fascinating. Uh, But you can get growler fills at the actual tap room nowadays, which was good. Yes. I actually. uh, But do you have to put a diaper on in order to go into the tap room for a growler? I did not. Well, I didn't go into the tap room. Okay. Uh, I actually. I mean, forgot to even drive through. Because I could, I could get behind that. More like drive up, like curbside is what it really was. Okay. Because uh, I got to the tap room, uh, Silver City Tap Room in Bremerton, and uh, got out and realized, crap, I don't have a face mask. So I walk up to the front door, and they're like, "You can't come in if you don't have a mask." And I went, "I want three growlers filled." And they're like, "Do you have a oh. mask?" I went, "No." And they're like, "All right." And they just walked up, grabbed the growlers, and said, "What do you want in them?" They took them in, filled them up for me, and they brought an iPad out with a card scanner and paid for it out in the parking lot see i can work with that kind of service yeah because that is the proper, the proper response whenever somebody's like do you have a mask no and then okay well we can get you one no well you need to wear a mask. no <laughs> how about you go fuck yourself and shove that mask where i can't see it oh did you see the guy at the paint counter at lowe's when we were walking through last week uh, you're going to have to refresh my memory. You're going to have to refresh the memory of all the people listening on the stream. No, oh, fair enough. Uh, so Ryan and I went to uh, Lowe's the other day. I uh, needed some help with some electrical work and Ryan was kind enough to show up and mock me while he did the work for me. Uh, I, I also, you, did you ever call the power company about that fuck up I did? Yes. Total side note. <laughs> Just still haven't gotten it fixed, but but I called them. Okay, as long as they know, you just can't get fined for it. But yeah, go on. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if it's like on record. Okay, they told so dude me who was painting a counter. Anyways, yeah. So as we're walking by the paint counter, uh, yes, Darren, I let Ryan do electrical work because he does a lot better job than I do. I'm Which not really saying just it's says safe. That at it. <laughs> y- yes, dude, I. I will do construction ahead of you any day of the week, but electrical? No, I'm going to pass. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, so we were walking past the paint counter, and there was a, a guy uh, standing next to what I would assume was his wife, and uh, he looked up, and I don't know if you noticed, but when you're walking around a store with no mask on, uh, especially here in Washington, you get a lot of glares. You get a lot of people that stare at you and kind of glare at you, and yeah. a lot of people being obviously very judgy. Yeah, and uh, you just smile and be like, "Thank you, Karen." And uh, this one guy looks up, makes eye contact with me, and I kind of looked at him, kind of going, "Okay, what are you going to do?" And then he kind of just smiles and does, gives me a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, that's. And I'm like, right, all right. <laughs> so at least there's occasional people that don't mind. The the number of people who don't like masks vastly outnumbers the number of people who just put them on because they're expected to. And, and even when we don't think like sheep, we seem to behave like sheep. The number of people like me who will start a scene for the purpose of not wanting to, to put up with some kind of political bullshit there. Well, probably for the benefit of society, the number of people like me is turns out to be really low. Yeah. There's actually not that many people that like to poke the bear. Yeah. Well, I, fucking come on the bear's face yeah. and now i'm changing topic oh good i'm, I'm out 
I, I don't even know. Uh, let's recount the number of people that you've hit by a car. To the best of my knowledge, it's only ever been one. Oh, damn it. I did I was it hoping twice. This w- <laughs> Wait. Are you still, are you still butthurt about that? I don't remember getting hit twice by you. <laughs> Who did you hit twice? And, and clearly, <laughs> clearly I hit you hard enough. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember being hit twice. So that makes me wonder who it was that you hit twice. No, you, it just makes you wonder why you don't remember. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Okay, then who have you hit in the head with a baseball bat? Uh, Pretty sure that list is at least two people. I, well, there was the dog. Oh, that poor dog. <laughs> I, you know, the dog kind of had it coming. I don't know, but you put her into seizures. Yes, I get it. Okay, do you want me to tell the story? Because yes, you need to tell nobody the story. You here understands what the hell we're talking about at this point. Okay, uh, so out front of of our old house, we used to, there was a really long sloping grassy area that went down below, and we used to stand by the front door with a, a foam bat, like not not a hard bat or anything, just a foam bat and tennis balls. And, like a Nerf bat with a yeah, PVC core. And we'd play uh, baseball where one of us would throw the ball. Uh, sometimes you toss it up, but it's a lot more fun to have somebody out front pitching and the other person be standing there batting. And then the outfield was our dogs who were fantastic. They just loved going and chasing balls and, and getting back and three Labrador retrievers, yeah, just in case Labrador retrievers. And they, it was a fun game for them because they could, you know, we, you, if you got a really good solid hit, you could hit it 50, 60 yards and even a tennis ball. And they're like, Oh, great exercise and run off, chase it, bring it back. And, you know, you train them to bring it back to the pitcher. So the pitcher would throw it and then the batter would hit it again. Uh, we had this one lab who was, she was nice and young. She was uh, inexperienced, but she thought she was clever, which uh, it kind of describes the youth everywhere. And, she realized the the physics of the way the ball worked was once the ball was hit, it went really far and she had to run really far to get it. But before the ball was hit, it was right there. And she realized that, um, I mean, she could see the ball going from the pitcher to the batter. And what if she just got it there? It'd be a lot easier, a lot quicker. We'd be less running. So she jumps up grabs the ball in her mouth right before it gets to me and i am mid swing and instead of connecting mid swing with the ball i connected this nerf bat mid swing to the side of the dog's head and, and uh, then i end up going to the emergency vet with the dog because she's having seizures for about 20 minutes oh yeah yeah that dog was kind of permanently in uh in she was epileptic from then on i think yeah, yeah, she was. It was unfortunate. This is not also the only. This, this is also the same baseball game, which is why my wife has really bad knees now. <laughs> I was just gonna say she's not the only one that took damage from that baseball game. Yeah, <laughs> we. I think I was pitching when uh, when your wife blew out her knee doing that same game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my wife hyperextended her knee, had some very expensive surgery, doing exactly the same thing. So the eventually we realized that uh, the we were doing damage to everything by trying to play baseball out here, but that didn't really matter because it was a lot of fun. All right. So instead of baseball in the uh, front yard, maybe you should describe baseball off of the boat. Uh, 
Well, we didn't have tennis balls there. No, which is for the best because Jesus, that would be a lot of swimming. <laughs> yes. No, we needed something much, much more aerodynamic. Uh, yeah, you, you have to understand when we were out on the boat, there was drinking involved, and uh, we came up with the idea of what if you stand on the back of the boat? This is a little 18 inch ski boat, and we, what if you stand on the 18 back 18 inch? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was thinking about me, 18 foot long, <laughs> Eight, 20 foot, by the way. Uh, it was 18 when we bought it, it was 19 when we bought it. Yeah, anyway. Uh, the, yes, that that story. The uh, state of Washington changed how they measured boats, and our boat suddenly gained a foot in length after we bought it. But um, so the ball that we used out there, because this is this is obviously a drunken game, is crushed beer cans. So you crush a beer can, and we had uh, a, a wiffle bat in the boat, and you would uh, hit them out into the water, and then somebody would go get them, and it was lots of swimming and lots of drinking and. And we kept hydrated because the beer that we chose was some kind of shitty American light beer. And also we kept hydrated because we were waterlogged as fuck and drinking a lot of river water accidentally. Yeah, we'd be out in the middle of the Columbia River, which where we were doing this was somewhere near a mile wide. So plenty of space and uh, you have one person on top of the boat hitting the cans and you have everybody else on the water wearing life jackets because, you know, getting drunk and tired probably don't want to sink. <laughs> and uh, we'd be hitting them. Um, my favorite though was uh, Dan. My buddy Dan was playing uh, outfield. Hey, happy and, birthday, uh, Dan! By the way. Oh yeah, happy birthday! It He's is not his listening. Birthday his birthday was was it yesterday? Oh no, it was yesterday. Yeah. It was yesterday. Um. So uh, Dan's playing outfield. So he's you know seventy five feet away from the boat. Dan just yells, you know, hey Tony, I need a beer. So I reach in the cooler, and of course the cans had just a little bit of air in them. So <laughs> if you throw them far enough they would sink about five or six feet but then they'd eventually float back to the surface and you could grab it and drink it yeah it wasn't like we uh, were losing beer if you missed yeah so uh i took this beer and chucked it at him from 75 feet and it was an amazing shot i put it like right into his hand and he caught that thing full beer can right into his hand just stop and think about full beer full beer he catches it one-handed catches it upright with the spout facing him he catches it immediately cracks it slammed like half of it back then carefully passes the beer into his other hand and then looks down at his already bruising hand because he caught it with two fingers underneath the can at that range we could do an entire podcast series on the story just the stories we had on that boat Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> we've already told the one about sinking it. Yeah, yeah, that happened. Um, I was thinking about retrieving the uh, retrieving the the inner tube. Oh yeah, yeah. During the uh, windstorm, our our inner tube got uh, somehow disconnected from the boat, and so it blew away. And uh, luckily, the wind was going upstream, so we're like, it probably went upstream. So we took off. Oh my God. Yeah. The wind was still howling by the time we got there and we were, we found the inner tube on the shore, but it was a really rocky shore. And, and I'm driving the boat and, uh, (laughs) that's right. Cause I'm driving the boat and I start getting closer and I realize there's no way that, uh, I'm putting the boat close enough with how windy it is. And, uh, 
So I'm nudging up closer and closer. And then I look at Ryan and I said, Ryan, your turn to drive. And Ryan's like, I don't want to drive. And I said, okay, then you're diving, diving in after that tube. And Ryan goes, okay, I'll drive. (laughs) So I let him take the wheel and I go dive off the bow of the boat in these like 30 mile an hour winds, (laughs) grab the inner tube, haul it back. Luckily they understood what needed to happen. And they uh, threw me a rope and pulled me out into the middle of the river so that I could, uh, (laughs) <laughs> pull the inner tube into the boat well the funny problem. thing about it was uh the the inner tube was up against the rocks and the wind was blowing hard enough uh you know we uh, i don't know we were weren't going to turn off the engine but we also you know you you don't climb into a boat while the propeller is spinning that's even if you're not raised around boats that's kind of common sense so you have to turn off the engine before you anyone can get in the boat and we were not going to turn off the engine this close to the shore with this much wind going so instead of of picking tony up out of the water we threw him a rope and started trolling out to the middle of the ocean or the middle of the lake and uh, fortunately he didn't drown i mean there's been a few stories that have had to end with that statement (laughs) fortunately he didn't drown that's that's the story of this boat oh man I remember you throwing me off the inner tube one, one time so hard that uh, when uh, you guys came to pick me up, I couldn't actually lift one of my arms. Ah, uh, good times. And uh, how is it that days, all of your best stories, all of our best stories involve either being really drunk or or me injuring you or or you injuring you or sometimes all three? Yeah. Well, yeah, most of the injuries. No, well, not most. It, of the it involves you being alcohol. injured. I did that for early on, and then later you took up the helm and were way better at it than I was ever was. I've caused myself way more scars than anyone. Well, as they say, except though, the emotional scars, ones. Scars are just tattoos with better stories. It's true. It's true, and I've got lots of them. Tattoos? No stories. I wonder if this is interesting to anybody. I don't know. <laughs> the The troll room has kind of gone quiet. I'm fine with that, but. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. This this was uh, in case you came in late. This is uh, Ryan Bemrose and Tony Bemrose uh, with completely unscripted. By the way, this is why I make notes for Grumpy Old Ben's because I am this boring when I'm talking unscripted. Um, Darren O'Neill is currently uh, seeing to his mother who is getting out of the hospital, and uh, we need to send all of our thoughts and prayers to Darren O'Neill, mom. Uh, but Get meanwhile, uh, he, he kind of stranded me with, uh, being all ready to do a show except no audio. So I spent this morning swearing at this audio software, trying to get it to work. And now, now we're saying, uh, whatever the hell comes to mind. And back to the comment about karma. Apparently Darren O mom has four karma now. Yeah, it happens. I'm just fascinated. Darren O has like 37,000 by now, and he he's always trying to rub it in his face that he gets more than me. And I don't think that has anything to do with the fact that he spends like 35 hours a week streaming, which does really have does. an effect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious why uh, we haven't heard uh, any family of Darren O's on the stream yet. Well, he's a very private person. Not acceptable. <laughs> you, you, you accepted it for me. No, I didn't. I disputed it. Oh, okay. Well, I told you you're full of shit. Well, uh, citation needed. (laughs) This is the citation. I am the citation. (laughs) No, this is a live stream. (laughs) 
<laughs> I will write it down so that it can be a citation. <laughs> I am an expert. Yes, we know. We know. There are lots of experts on this network. I have to admit, I'm I'm still surprised. Uh, we we have in fact heard from uh, from Darino's wife Kim, who came. That's on, uh, right. You yes. know what? I did hear that hog story. Yeah, that and that one was crazy. There were what seven people on that show. It was. Yeah, I I did listen to that one, and caught. Yeah, it was the New Year's one that I caught. Yeah. So worry not, Sir Matthew, because uh, Fletcher records all of his live streams. So you can probably go and listen to everything they've ever done on that stream, right? No, 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 no response from Fletcher. <laughs> you know, Fletcher's probably working that whole trying to, you know, keep his life going thing. I, I respect that some people think that they need money to live. Um, I'm pretty sure you need money to live. Um, I'm Do you just not think it. that's the case? Uh, what what your wife does know this i you know what uh, living is overrated you know that are you just being preparing yourself to be fodder for the for the cats or something well i mean it's gonna happen you you think that they're gonna outlive you (laughs) no they might they know where i sleep i mean i know that's been their plan for years but so how about all the riots and looting um very peaceful aren't they (laughs) <laughs> which ones i mean i live in a uh small uh forested country town where uh you know somebody tries to riot and loot and they're gonna get shot so what rioting and looting yeah oh, i do love the the rural suburbs I, I i i came from the the rural part of the state and unfortunately everything on the left coast is now dominated by by you know at least in washington by seattle yeah i don't know you get out to mason county it's pretty redneck out there yeah do do, do people still put diapers on their faces before walking into a business then it's not um probably some i don't know i mean hell i was just in spokane a couple weeks ago and everybody had the diapers on their faces well yeah but spokane will just spokane is desperate to be tacoma (laughs) that's that is a really, really terrible thing to say. <laughs> are, are you saying I'm wrong? I'm not, but that's it's really awful because nobody should want to be Tacoma. <laughs> Tacoma shouldn't even want to be Tacoma. Tacoma is a shithole. Uh, it's a really, really big shithole, but it's a shithole. So how about those sports? Um, The other day, the Mariners lost a... F- uh, three to sixteen, I think it was. I okay, so things are going back to normal then. Yeah, absolutely. We still suck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I I was a season ticket holder back in oh four and oh five. That was that was a lot of fun, and then I realized that I am totally a fair weather fan, no matter what sport I'm looking at. And went, I don't want to pay these guys money if they're to show up and watch them lose games. I know that makes me yeah. an awful fan, but uh, so what my money i remember i ended up with a uh, blanket out of that too out of those uh season tickets yeah it's good remember that you and i uh showed up for a game i still have that i still use it uh, i showed up for a game and we were kind of at the end of the row and there's just this not real nice fleece mariners blanket laying over one of the railings and uh we both sit down and kind of look over and nobody's like walking towards nobody's anywhere near it and i just looked at you and said if that blanket's still there in the fifth inning, it's mine. 
<laughs> yep. And fifth inning came and sure enough, I grabbed that thing and tucked it under my seat <laughs> and went home with me. Darren's always talking baseball and uh, he talks about, you know, when he was a kid, how he was raised to, you know, know you, whether whether they're winning or losing, you always have to be White Sox fans. I'm like, you know what? F- fuck this. If if they weren't charging me an arm and a leg to watch the games, then maybe I'd be interested in seeing them lose because I do like a good baseball game. But if if the team is going to suck, I'm not going to spend sixty dollars on a fucking ticket. That's why it's awesome that you that you have a single a ball club so close to you. Yes. Who didn't allow anyone in the games. They actually played a couple games and they didn't allow anyone in the stands this year. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Um, I mean, none of the baseball is yeah. letting any fans in. I, I live about 10 blocks away from a single a stadium. And uh, okay. So just a quick pro tip. If you really want to watch good baseball, go watch minor league games. Uh, you lose most of the bullshit. Most of the, uh, the, the price goes down by an order of magnitude and you still get to watch good professional baseball players. They're not always as good. And there's a lot of places where you're like, okay, that was an awful mental error and you should be ashamed of yourself, which happens a lot less in the majors, but you're still going to watch people playing baseball for money, which is, I mean, you know, the American way. And you're going to sit so much closer when we, when we go to the minor league stadium near here. Uh, the, the seats that we usually get are Dude, the ones say? I got, uh, the ones I got were $14, $14 a piece. And they, yeah, we were sitting two rows behind home plate, like five feet to the right, two rows back. We had our own server come and get us our food and drinks for us. And it was 14 bucks a ticket. I, yeah, it, if if you want the baseball experience without all of the idiotic commercialism and without having to take out a bank loan, I highly recommend you go find a major, uh, a minor league stadium. Also, I recommend that you t- choose any year that isn't 2020 because what the hell? Well, because you, then you can actually go to a game. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> but uh, the, the sports doing idiotic crap, you know, the, the NBA is is the poster child for shit show that that I always look at because, you know, they OK, well, OK, well, most of the NBA is black. Well, yeah, but who fucking cares that, the, you know, most of the NBA also happens to be owned by China, but they're not necessarily saying, you know, Chinese communist matters, but they're putting political slogans on the courts. They're putting yes. political slogans on their backs. They are making certain that you cannot possibly watch a basketball game without having their political dicks rubbed in your face. And then they're wondering, well, how come people aren't really that interested? And now I guess uh, I, I heard a rumor uh, that they cancel the rest of the season. Yeah, I saw something about that. But then uh, I happen to know that last night when I was at work, uh, there was an NBA game on. So I am so sorry that you know that. Well, I have several coworkers that like NBA. See, yeah, the, well, this year should fix that. No, nah, it sure as hell hasn't. Anybody who likes NBA after this year is clearly paying attention to the wrong things. But yeah. it's not just the NBA. I I made the mistake last night, and and you can go ahead and rehash this, and and I'll even let you berate me because you fucking you you schooled me last night when I was like, oh yeah, you know, of all the major sports, I feel like the NFL isn't doing that much to to drive. <laughs> oh. 
I disagree. I disagree. We're just from my Yahoo sports feed that I get just all the bullshit that's coming out of all these practices. I think the only reason it's not getting as much pop, uh, publicity is because they're not actually playing any games right now. And, and do you think they will? I you know that the, the seventh so? wave of COVID is going to come when during when flu season hits. Seventh wave. Wasn't that like a uh, some movie about samurais or some shit? I don't know. I don't know. I, I just know it would be the second wave, except that we've already burned our second wave about five times. Yes, but we can get that second wave like six times before we have to go into the third wave. But even without playing any games, apparently the NFL is is making sure to keep their idiocy in in the in the papers. Yeah, they're kind of turning me off. The NFL is already turning me off, and you know, you know me, I'm a pretty diehard NFL fan. Yeah, um, you're, you're and. One of the main- you're one of the main reasons why I watch Seahawks games in the fall, just so that I can talk to you. And uh, they're they're kind of turning me off right now, and season hasn't even started yet. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, give examples. Oh, I'm just hearing things like, uh, um, oh, actually, my favorite is when I hear, uh, <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I, I'm a Seahawks fan. I'm a Russell Wilson fan. Um, I think he's a great guy. But when Russell Wilson is coming out and talking about how people don't understand uh, what it is, uh, the the situation that you have to deal with when you're black and the the trouble that, that you're going to go through. And you know what? You're right. I don't understand what it's like to be black. But you know what, Russell? I'm pretty sure you don't understand what it's like to try to raise two kids on a total income of less than $100,000. I so how about you shut the fuck up and play your goddamn game? Almost every grievance in in this country and that, you know, the critical race theory has poisoned an entire generation of people. And almost all of the grievances about uh, people who are, you know, minority race or people with this skin color or that uh, can just as easily be explained by socioeconomic status. The 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 color of your skin uh, unfortunately, in in a lot of inner cities, tends to be correlated to whether or not you have fuck you money. And if you are really dirt poor, then a lot of the problems people are talking about, like, uh, you know, banks screwing you, like not being able to get out of the area, like high crime, all tend to come alongside being poor. And there's a lot of people who are misattributing this and thinking your skin color has something to do with it. but. I I honestly think that, you know, the the two things that are really screwing the, you know, quote unquote black communities are uh rampant poverty in the types of areas that are always held up as examples and uh the prevalence of single parent households which uh if you want to know more about that go go look at Mo Facts who he he knows a hell of a lot more than I do and and can speak interestingly the only thing I can do is rant but I tell you what, Russell Wilson doesn't know much about either one of those things. Yeah, I just I'm just a, I have the opinion that, uh, you know, what? the only reason why you are a millionaire, the only reason why you're making generational amounts of money is because the masses who don't make much money want to be entertained. And now you're trying to hold it all up, you know, and say that we're not going to do this because we don't make enough money or because of race. No, I'm not saying Russell entire specifically, but all these 
sports stars are saying, should we even restart the seasons? Well, no, not unless you want to, not if you want to, or unless you want to stay relevant. And I'm just like, <laughs> you guys don't even understand, you know, you are literally pissing on your, the bread you're supposed to be eating. That, that's what you're doing. Literally. Cause okay, I've not, not seen that on any sports casts. I have to admit. Now I want to see that mainly so I can laugh at them. But, I, okay. I, maybe I not literally, laugh, but I don't think I want to see it. So <sighs> every one of these sports full of people being fucking retarded, the, the, the one that blew me away in, in a, a move that is a total, I just complete misunderstanding of your demographic was when NASCAR decided to ban Confederate flags. Like do, do they even look at the stands during the games or during whatever the fuck they are, not games matches. Well, they're not going to because there's nobody in the stands. Yeah. Well, and that is a continuation of a trend that's been going on for years and years. I just NASCAR. There is so much about NASCAR that doesn't make sense to me. You I mean, mean, like how they can go 500 miles and end up in the same place. Well, I was thinking how the cars don't even turn right. I, there's just so much that just doesn't make sense. I, you know, my father-in-law is a big time NASCAR fan. He loves his NASCAR. Yeah. And so I, I have sat down and watched some with him just so I could try to understand the appeal. Well, I know what the appeal is for most people. It's the crashes. Well, I don't know if that is actually true. That's the weird thing. Okay. I think that's the appeal for the casual fan. Yeah, um, but well, the, I must be a casual fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure you're even that. No, I'm not. Um, I do like watching car crashes, though. But man, uh, you know, he's, he talks about the, the excitement is those last 10 laps. I'm like, so you want me to sit here and watch three hours of people driving in a circle so I can get enjoyment out of the last four or five minutes of it um, seems unreasonable <laughs> i mean arguably the same thing happens in the nfl i don't know about that i mean there's oh i i think we have nascar explained from the troll room frequency says rednecks love the vroom vroom and i mean that's actually kind of true although I, I i might be way off base here but i always considered you way more redneck than your father-in-law yes that's true i <laughs> really am <laughs> Actually, it's pretty funny when, uh, you know, we start doing some of the redneck things like, you know, pulling out a chainsaw and cutting down trees and stuff like that. And my father-in-law is finally realizing that he really doesn't have, doesn't even compare to me on uh, how quickly and efficiently I can run a chainsaw. And and unsafely. Hey, I have not cut myself with a chainsaw in years. I I understand. (laughs) I mean, it's... Uh, it's been like 10 no like 12 years now i I, I, how often do you cut things with chainsaw i mean you know you're you've got to be on the list Uh, wait how often do i cut things with a chainsaw well most people go their whole life without ever cutting anything with a chainsaw ryan i i run a chainsaw a dozen times a year at least yeah so i cut it you know a lot of trees down. Well, you you've got me beat. I haven't used a chainsaw since last night. Yeah, well, you've definitely story. used one more recently. But um, okay, so here's where I'm going to um, complain about you for a moment. Oh, good. I was one. Spe- speaking of chainsaws, it's a. Uh, uh, I was. I've never hit a- you with a chainsaw. 
No, because I don't let you have a chainsaw when I'm nearby. <laughs> I mean, you can't argue that. I, I, I always take the chainsaw. I don't let you have it. Yeah, well, I, my experience with a chainsaw is it's actually a hell of a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, and also a lot safer. I am absolutely certain that I am safer by having the chainsaw in my hands, despite the fact that I've hit myself yeah. twice with a chainsaw. Yeah, Agree to disagree. I feel like I'm a lot safer not being anywhere the fuck near the chainsaw. <laughs> no, I'm saying that I'm much safer with a chainsaw than letting you run the chainsaw near me. <laughs> so, no, I'm the, so the bitch we, I have about you. I, I we, we we do have a, a quick update from the troll room again. Cold Acid's mom is apparently stupid. Huh? I, uh, I, I, there's a story there and now I want to try to bring cold acid in this to, to tell us this story. You know, I, I all of a sudden have a little bit of kinship with cold acid, you know, multiple relatives in my family that there's all the chainsaw. Um, I hope that, I hope they've learned their lesson because it's no joke. Um, anyways, uh, no, my, my bitch about you is the other day, uh, I was talking about, uh, getting a little electric chainsaw, a little battery operated one that ran run off of a 62 volt battery. Um, so that when I'm like marching around the ravines, like I said, I live in the woods when I'm marching around the ravines in my place. Uh, um, when I'm marching around the ravines stuff, uh, you know, I don't have to haul my big, huge, you know, gas powered 20 inch bar chainsaw. And, uh, and it'd be better than using machete. And your response to me was, what are you, some kind of pussy for, not wanting to hold the big chainsaw. I'm like, hold on. I was just telling you that I'm cutting down six inch trees with a machete. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, do <laughs> you, you remember what I told you about that? Be like, well, why not use it? Something more appropriate, like a hatchet or an ax. <laughs> you said hatchet. And I said, that would be a lot more work than this machete. I got this machete motherfucking sharp. I'm just saying there, there are things that are designed to go through the trunk of a tree. And, uh, I, more efficiently than a machete. <laughs> uh, this machete goes through a trunk of a tree just fine. <laughs> and you know what else is designed to go through the trunk of a tree? A chainsaw, like an electric chainsaw, the one I wanted to buy and you mocked me for. Uh, electric pussy. I bet you even have an electric lawnmower, you pussy. What, I can't do, actually. The gas? No, I don't want the maintenance. <laughs> maintenance? You have an electric lawnmower, you asshole. We weren't going to mention that. <laughs> I'm going to mention that. I, uh, yeah, well, my, my new lawnmower replaced one, a gas mower that I've had for 15 years and maintenance. Who the fuck performs maintenance on these things? Like fuel um, goes in the top once a year. <laughs> once. God damn you with your tiny lawn. Once a year. You're probably not going to even recharge your battery until next winter. Well, no. <laughs> No, no, because we're we're coming up on September when the rains come back and then the lawn grows for another month and uh, you have to mow every five minutes. Hmm. I, I like, I like August the, because the lawn turns brown and stops growing. NetNet is saying that his DeWalt chainsaw uh, electric outweighs his steel. Okay. That concerns me. Now I need to look at the stats on that uh, lawnmower or that chainsaw I was looking well, at. If it's heavier like than my kind steel. Of thing you should do before you buy. Yes. Well, I haven't bought it yet. So shut the fuck up. But for all you know, NetNet has like a little eight inch toy steel. I mean, it's possible. They actually make those things and I kind of I mean, want one because little lemming saws. I mean, your 
your chainsaw, you complain about the weight. Well, your chainsaw is weighs about 10 more pounds than mine. Ah, uh, it's only like four more pounds than yours. Because I mean, you use yours to to fell the really big trees, the big, you know, 40 meter tall ones that that have a diameter the size of a car. And I look at this and I'm like, yeah, I'm fine with just taking out the little five inch ones. Ryan, just because it took out your car does not mean that it was the size of your car. It, it was after it compacted it down into the ground. <laughs> that car got a whole lot smaller when the tree landed on it. Not smaller, Ryan, just shorter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I did not cut that tree down. Oh, NetNet is in Michigan. And I, I have to admit, uh, there is evidence that there are trees in Michigan. So I, I'll give that he might have a real chainsaw. That's fair. Um, so. You should talk about your uh, your your failed escape. Uh, I think I've told this story on the stream before, although have you? Oh. I, I don't know. I, I'll tell it again. Fuck it. Fill time. Um, let's see. Uh, the, the last new vehicle that I bought was a uh, Ford Escape 2010. Bought it uh, brand new. Uh, by the way, the absolute best time if you want really good deals on financing to buy something is the end of December. We bought this on December 30th of 2010 and uh, they gave us, you know, four or $5,000 off and uh, 0% financing for four years, uh, which, you know, I was, I was at the time I was just going to pay cash for the stupid thing. Cause I don't like having to pay interest if I don't have to. And I'm like, well, we have the money and he's like 0%. I'll, okay. Then I'll make payments. Um, so we dutifully make payments and I drove this thing around for four years and um, make the last payment in uh, December of 2014, four years later, um, sent off the last payment and like, yeah, we, and January 5th of that year, like five days after I had fully paid it off, sent off the last payment, hadn't even received the paperwork saying I'd paid it off yet. We had a storm and a fucking 40 meter tall Douglas fir that was above my property comes down in the storm and falls. So we live in a little ravine valley. The The road is what, 30 feet wide, 25. And uh, the valley is sloped up steeply on both sides. So my, my house is on a steep hill and this thing fell toward the valley. Uh, across my car, across the power lines through uh, through there, you know, through a row of, arbo- of arbovitas um, and then came down across the road. But when all was said and done, it was touching neither my car nor the road because the top of the tree was wedged in the hillside on the opposite side. So what happened was the whole tree came down. The top of the tree hit the hillside on the other side. The whole tree, which does flex a bit bowed down just long enough to crush the crap out of this Ford escape and crack the frame, break all four axles. Uh, it, it came down roughly right on the firewall. The whole hood was crumpled in the, the front end of the passenger compartment looked like it was in a rollover. And then the tree bounced back. And so when I went out to look at it, I see the car half crushed and a tree hovering two feet above the car. So yeah, uh, that, so that, that, that is, I, I actually have a folder in my pictures that of, of the pictures mostly took for insurance called uh, failed escape. 
Yeah, that 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 car did not escape. No. And of course, you had to bring it up after I bought a new car. The the last car that either of us towed that was blue was yours, and I just bought a blue car. And yeah, and right right now we're you know before you bought that we were zero for one for blue cars. Now we're currently one for two, and hope we can keep that record. I this thing better last me at least four years because you know that's yours was four years, wasn't it? Yeah, four years. It, it it was exactly up until the point I paid it off. Yeah. So it's better give me at least four years before I, you know, drop a tree on it. Now, uh, the the revenge we got on this tree was the fact that uh, as as has been mentioned on Grumpy Old Ben's before, uh, we heat our house. Actually, you and I both heat our house through using yes. a wood stove. Um, that tree was almost that tree was big enough because it was a good uh uh three and a half four feet about four feet wide at the base um it was no it wasn't quite that it was because i have a 20 inch bar and i barely was able to get through it so it was about bright about three feet wide because it's about 36 inches well that was a that was uh and you i mean you can't use it that winter because it has to cure but that was most of the next winter's worth of firewood yeah yeah, it was about 36 inches. That was fun taking down off that hill, too. Oh, the yeah, the steep hill. That's the, <laughs> the steep hill has had some some fun logging experiences on its own, like uh, not really understanding things like the physics of chalking your your rounds before you cut them. And and then when you finish the moment you get through the cut with the chainsaw, that round is fucking gone and down in the valley. <laughs> Man, I remember uh, like that first time we were 300 doing 300 pound wheel. <laughs> we uh after the first couple of rounds that uh, came down and uh hit your driveway and then kept going all the way out into the main road where cars are driving by. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> these 300 pound rounds. We started making a wall of these rounds and just stacking them up so that when the rounds came down they'd hit this wall of other rounds and you know, just pile up there. Yeah. The, the place we were doing this was above the driveway and they'd go down, hit the flat of the driveway and then roll from there down the rest of the hill, down into the road below. And at some point we started taking all of the, the wood that had already been made it down and building a wall. And that worked really well, except when one came down into the driveway with enough velocity bounced over. Yeah. We had like a 300 pound roll round that hit the driveway just right and bounced may went up about five feet over this wall we had made to clear the driveway and damn near hit a car it was yeah. incredible yeah well just, you know just destroying the cars balance. of my neighbors is just something that we do apparently sport not intended but hey what the hell yeah yeah the stories with with collecting firewood they're it's something that happens every year and we do a lot of it. So how the fuck are you two still alive? You know, Sir Matthew brings up a good question. It's a valid question. It is. Um, um, I'm going to say Matthew, it's stubbornness. A... Wow. That was quite the lift. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you uh, Sir Matthew, it's practice. Um, when you're uh... practice trying to kill ourselves. So we'll when be you're... good at it when the time comes. Yeah, when when you have uh, this many close calls throughout your entire life, uh, and you've been damaging yourself this long, uh, you you definitely get better at surviving. Because I, if you don't, I well, mean, you don't. You know, when so. when you have when you have two hundred pound log rounds coming down the hill at high velocity, you get real good at dodging. 
My favorite see, way to dodge is called not being in the landing zone. See, I dodged that quite successfully by being the one with the chainsaw and dropping the rounds. Yeah. Oh, no. Sir, my two, we're fat as hell. What? <laughs> no, there's nothing fit about me. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Must click. Cold Acid is dropping links in and I'm getting totally distracted. This is a terrible and- show because we're just responding to the troll room. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it wasn't a show. This is a bullshit session. <laughs> you know, honestly, this isn't that much different than what we do when we get together, except usually we're playing video games. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. Sir Matthew, you shouldn't be proud of that. I've been you worked Doug. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever told this story, but uh, I, I have actually been shot by an unloaded gun. You thought I shot you once. Did you shoot me once? No, you just thought I did. I've thought a lot of things. I don't know what you're talking about. Wait, I'll tell that later. What, what are you talking about being shot by an unloaded oh, gun? Shit, did that just sink in? <laughs> no, I, it didn't, but I, I had to make my comment anyways. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. I, I get that. You weren't there. Um, it was uh, back when when I was in college at, and, uh, you know, at the fraternity where uh, the fraternities tend to be filled with a bunch of rednecks and the, you know, people of uh, pretty much people of the kind that I bitched out on the last grumpy old Ben for uh, fetishizing guns and stuff like that. But you know what? They were still good guys and, and hell that they were drinking beer and I was doing that too. So we had something in common. Uh, so we ended up uh, going to school in Eastern Washington. It's really, really easy to find abandoned land where there's nothing out there because that's what Eastern Washington is. It's, uh, depending on who you ask, it's it's either you know all farmland or all uh, you know, wasted scab lands. Uh, a lot of it is, or uh, if you ask some of the environmental dipshits in Seattle, then really it's just a nature preserve. Despite the fact that some people live out there against the wishes of the Seattle idiots, but we go out, we find an empty quarry, and everybody takes a bunch of guns. And uh, the funny thing is, well. Uh, Gordy Bemrose did a pretty damn good job of making sure that gun safety was the very first thing you're thinking about when holding a gun. Not everybody had that opinion. And um, the weapon in question was a nine millimeter something. I want to say Makarov or something. And uh dude was just carrying it waving around gesturing talking with his hands with this fucking gun in his hand and i'm like stop it what it put that thing down don't stop pointing it at people and he's like oh yeah, it's it fine it's unloaded off. what was that i said that it kind of pissed me off it it kind of pissed me off and i was like about to start shit and unfortunately i wasn't the one who invited everyone um so and and also more importantly i didn't have my own vehicle there which is my favorite way to do these things because if somebody does I'm, I'm just leave <laughs> But um, I was I, I like put the damn thing down and he's like, oh, it's unloaded. What are you? Some kind of pussy. And he takes another fucking swig of MD 2020 or something. And uh, he says, look, it's unloaded. And he points down and he pulls the trigger. And it turns out that the magazine was out. But of course, there was one in the fucking chamber and it lands. It ended up going probably to. 10 inches away from my leg and splattered me with gravel or whatever the hell it kicked up. And of course it hurt, but uh, 
I, he was done for the day. I mean, even even the guys who started the whole were, were like, OK, you, you can leave or you can wait, but you're not shooting anymore. But yeah, um, no shit. Yeah, I, I didn't have a lot of respect for him after that. And then again, I didn't have a lot of respect for him before that either. He happened to be a drug dealer. Um, oh, well, well, that sort of thing happened in the fraternity house, right? I suppose. <laughs> I did say it. Well, it happened. Wasn't my experience, but all right. I, well, I was uh, I wasn't the person that people came to when they were uh, doing drug deals in the fraternity house, because uh, at, at the time when I joined the fraternity, one of the reasons why I joined it was because I didn't want to drink and I wanted a fraternity experience without any alcohol. And that lasted for about a year. Oh, no, it didn't last a year. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it lasted like a semester. I remember this. <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, you know, you and I were were raised. We we shot trap right outside the the back of our house because the the back of our house was a big ass alfalfa field and uh, shotgun shells, especially birdshot, don't go all that far. So we just, uh, you know, the the field was a half mile and we shot. uh, We set up the trap thrower, throw clay targets out into the field and. I, I don't remember if we I think we had permission from the farmer to do that. But. Yeah, we did. Uh, they're um, both farmers, actually, because yeah. it's two different fields. Uh, and their one thing was make sure you pick up all the casings. Yeah, the, the casings are plastic, so those don't decay. You want to pick them up. But the clay targets, old, I mean, they yeah, didn't really matter. Clay targets and the lead pellets they didn't care about. Yeah. So we'd throw, you know, throw trap. And, and this was something that we did all the time. But uh Gordy had he had uh, two hard and fast rules about gun safety, and uh, you know, I, I, you might not remember these better than. But one of them I remember is if you ever point that gun at anybody, whether you think it's loaded or not, you're done. I think the words he used were, uh, "You point a gun at my dog, you're done shooting for the day. You point a gun at any any person, and I'm going to shoot you myself." That 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 would be a Gordy thing, a Gordy Barron's thing. Yeah, that's that that's what. It, dad would say <laughs> so he was pretty fucking hardcore about gun safety and uh you know the the formalized rules not so much but he he very much i mean that was a man who respected a gun as a tool and we were taught that um i don't think that i was ever taught to fetishize guns and in fact i don't i i own guns although if you ask the state of washington maybe not but um i don't i i don't you know Gun is like a penis. It's it's, some people have them. Some people don't, but I don't need you waving it in my face. And the, the people who have guns for the purpose of showing them off and pretending that makes them macho. I don't really, I I don't see the point, but at the same time, having a gun for self-defense because you live only, you know, 30 miles away from a, a city where the, prosecutor and mayor's office honestly believe that these terrorist organizations are are somehow righteous and and are uh encouraging it yeah i i definitely own a gun in case they just randomly decide to come out to the suburbs sure um did I, you heard about uh my house got robbed six years ago and uh and i got a shotgun back right i you you have told this story but not to this particular podcast yeah, so about six years ago, my house got robbed and uh, had like four guns stolen, a uh, twenty-two that didn't work quite right, um, a a twenty-gauge shotgun that had a broken stock, um, and then my twelve-gauge, and then a four ten that was actually a really nice gun. Um, but my twelve-gauge Ithaca that I'm, I'm 
big fan of Gus Dolan. Um, unfortunately, the uh, 12 gauge Ithaca hit was the only one of those guns that had been bought in the last, you know, two or three decades. And so it was the only one that I was able to retrieve a serial number off of. Yeah. And so, uh, turned that information to the police and like three or four years later, uh, Sabrina, my wife, actually gets a call from the police because she's the one that filed the police report saying, hey, we have your gun. And she's just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's a Ithaca Model 37. She's like, uh, hold on. Let me ask my husband. She's like, uh, something Model 37. I'm like, what? They have my fucking shotgun. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I got it back. And uh still shooting i mean in fact uh it had been turned into a pawn shop and the pawn shop had taken it to a gunsmith to have it professionally cleaned i got it back in better shape than i than i lost it nice yeah it was like a nice new coat all over the stock and i I need to i need to take the barrel of my model 37 in to get it reblued i yeah i have uh this this was passed down it was uh purchased for my dad uh gordy when he was a teenager um, it is a an Ithaca Model 37, and if you want, if you understand what the Model 37 means, that means that they first started making these in 1937. Uh, this is an Ithaca Model 37 with a five-digit serial number. Funny thing is that I have the exact same Ithaca Model 37, but mine has seven digits. Yeah, well, because they'd made at least a million of them by then. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, this this is, I mean, it it is. It is the workhorse gun that he used forever, and then it became my gun, and I used it for hunting for quite a long time. But so it's always been a workhorse gun, and it's in pretty poor shape. But the thing is old enough to be an heirloom at this point. The only other shotgun I have here, the last time it was actually wielded, it was pointed at me. That was a different story. I'm not sure needs to be told though. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring that one up. Yeah. Um. But no. Uh. Speaking of the robbery, though, is uh. Um. As I think I mentioned to you, uh, apparently they figured out who it was that robbed my house. And, uh, oh, by the way, I don't have to testify. Okay. The wheels of justice turned slowly. Yeah. So the reason why it took so long, um, well, first off, it was like four years before they actually figured out who did it. Um, he bled in my house on my comforter. And so there was some DNA evidence on my comforter. No, uh, I never saw the guy. <laughs> so? I mean, I probably would have. Booby Castle traps. And all. Uh, but we, uh, uh, when they pried open the back slider door, um, the latch got sheared and was poking out. And we're assuming that they cut themselves on that. Oh. And uh, I think the so battery's put, like doing the Hollywood cutting open his palm thing going, let's make sure we leave some evidence. I or, doubt that's the case. Well, he could have been <laughs> taking a Klingon blood oath in your living room, too uh bedroom actually okay but um but yeah there was blood on our comforter and so we gave the comforter to the police and they uh used that for dna evidence and you're like by the way that was really comfy can we have that back when you're done no no in fact uh (laughs) as a funny side note um one of uh sabrina's customers she works at starbucks her uh um, one of her regulars actually works in the evidence department for the police department of Kitsap County. And uh, when Sabrina found that out, she's like, Hey, so do you still have evidence for us for Bemrose? And gal comes back a couple of days later. She's like, yeah, we do. We still have a box of stuff. And my, my office says, 
So uh, that comforter that you guys have, mark that as destroy because we don't want that back. <laughs> She's like, yeah, no problem. And so she got it marked as destroy. So we're not getting that back, thankfully. Oh, I, but um, yeah, are, are, OK, the question is, the reason you don't want it back, is it just because of the dude's blood or did you do something else to the comforter? And is there a story behind that? Uh, it was actually a wedding gift. Um, one of the things we got on our from wedding, somebody you hate or no, I mean, I actually, I think it was mom that got it for us. So, it, um, okay. Somebody you hate. Yeah. Somebody, no. Um, and, uh, it was a nice thick plush blanket. And, uh, so Sabrina wanted to wash it before it went on our bed. So she washes it and then she put it in the dryer and dried it and then she goes to pull it out and it's still wet so she dries it again and it's still wet so she dries it again didn't realize that it was too plush for the dryer so it wasn't tumbling around so when she pulls it out the third time and like actually starts going maybe i need to hang dry this pulls it out and one of the corners of the um one of the corners of the comforter is all like melted and burnt shiny and so we hung dry it and we still used it for a couple years until that robbery um, because it still functioned as a blanket, but the blanket was kind of fucked up anyways. See, this is why the, the best bed <coughs> are the ones that clean themselves. Yeah, my kitty's tiny, though. Yeah, well, <laughs> Mine covers half the bed when he lays down. Yeah, well, and then there's also the other one. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, the guy got caught, apparently got caught um, robbing a house in Las Vegas. And pled guilty to it and got put away for six years in Vegas. And so they actually, because of that conviction, were able to match up his DNA to the blanket like four or like two years ago. So it had been four years still. Um, but uh but they actually matched up using DNA evidence like two years ago. And the prosecutor just went, Okay, he's not going anywhere for six years, so there's no hurry to prosecute this guy. And well, I mean, is, is he going somewhere now that he's out? Or? No, he's still got like four more years on his or four or five or something years on his uh, Vegas. Okay. Something. I don't really know what changed their mind at the prosecutor. Because if I they recall, went, they, they were going to call you up for a witness and they were like, we need you to be available sometime between now and the end of October. Yeah, that was basically what it was. Um, but uh, no, they they we're actually going to ship the guy up here to stand trial. And then the, uh, sentence was going to be concurrent with his or not concurrent, um, consecutive with his Vegas. So as soon as he's done in Vegas serving sentence there, then he was going to have to serve sentence up here. Um, I've got this image now of, uh, the, the Nevada authorities, uh, you know, letting him go going, okay, well we need you. Here's a bus ticket. We need you to go to Washington and check yourself into the state penitentiary there now. Somehow, I don't think that's how it worked. No, no, of course. You know, you and I probably spent some money to uh, transport him at something like $30,000 a mile or whatever the government charges them. Oh, I suspect that a Washington State Patrol officer had to fly to Vegas, pick him up, and then fly him back. That's my suspicion. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I, I'm sure that wasn't cheap. But anyways, uh, as soon as he's done in Vegas, then he's going to serve sentence up here. Um, but the reason I don't need to testify is because apparently after, you know, they selected a jury and everything and they're about to go into trial, he decided to change his plea to guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Plea deals are a thing. Prosecutors yep. are, are really quite good at, uh, at convincing people to plead guilty to things. 
you know, when the prosecutor is, uh, you know, the justice system is so incredibly corrupt. I could probably rant about that. I don't know if I'm going to. You, wait, you say that like there's things you couldn't rant about. There are. I'm I'm sure of it. For example, there's a bottle of aspirin in front of me. I would have trouble. Rant- no, I, I could probably come up with. That. Oh, I'm quite certain you could rant about that. I don't know. I, I mean, give me a topic. I probably can rant about it. Do you want to do you want to play that game or? Actually, that sounds like a fun game. <laughs> um, Legos. God, the fucking on the floor all the time, walking around. And no, actually, that's not even my rant. I was the one putting the Legos <laughs> on the floor. Yes, you were. I remember you making booby traps. I remember you actually like designing Lego traps that have got stepped on. They wouldn't break as eagle- easily so they could actually draw. Blood. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, like the, the little fucking concrete Lego caltrops. Yes. Yeah. Well, we, yes, because we, we, when we were kids, we had two separate bedrooms next to each other, but we kind of had a timeshare agreement where we alternated whose room the, the Lego bucket was in. And you, you play with Legos for a while and they end up spread all over the floor. And of course, being little kids, no, but never clean up. But it was awesome because it meant that, you know, kids with little tiny kid feet could step in between the Legos and also the Legos, you know, where you're shorter. So the floor is a lot closer. You can watch what you're doing. But the adults with the giant, platypus adult feet step in there and instant lego pain it was perfect for privacy do you remember we had those uh there was some shitty offshoot brand of lego but what was cool about them was they were they were glow in the dark there was glow in the dark shitty. oh they were smurf something or other yes it came out of a set that was you know because nowadays (laughs) every lego is branded with some some yeah but this is some but off brand yeah didn't even fit. Yeah. Offshoot, whatever. No, uh, they, they, didn't, they even, didn't fit. They just looked like they didn't same. even fit with Legos. They they looked like them, but they didn't even fit. Although but, I used I used a hammer and, and managed to make them fit a couple times, sometimes permanently. I, I believe you. Um, but uh, I just loved that uh, that most of them were glow in the dark. And there were nights where before I shut off my light and went to bed, I would use the glow in the dark ones to mark where the holes in the field of Legos were. Of course. <laughs> so that you didn't even have to turn on the light. You knew exactly where to yeah. step. As soon as you turn off the light, then all of a sudden you have the glowing field and you know exactly where to step. Absolutely. So my Lego story is you, you and I had time shared on that bin and it bounced back and forth between our bedrooms when, you know, forever. And then, you know, I, I grew up and went to college and you grew up and moved out like, you know, two blocks away. Um, and the Lego bin had when because I got the first house. And then when when the parents moved out and ended up leaving, the Lego bin was stored at my place. And mom had always insisted that, uh, you know, the the Legos would end up going to whichever one of us had a kid first. And that turned out to be you. And I remember when your first child was born and you came up to me and we're all smug and we're like, she wasn't even born yet. Yeah. And you're like, well, I'm having the first kid. So I get all the Legos. I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. And it, it, they had mostly sat in storage. I'd, I'd pulled them out once in a while just to torment my cats or something. But, um, it, it, the, this, the level of, of like it was almost with a sneer like i get the legos and so i'm sitting here going okay fine you can have the fuck oh, fuck you so i bring them over not how it was. i i bring them over and i'm like here here's the lego bin and every single time since i look and it's just sitting in storage in your garage i'm like good your clutter now well actually 
that gets pulled out every couple weeks and Fran, I will play Legos for a while, but I make sure they go back in the bucket and go back into the garage. Well, they, for for the first couple of years, they did not. No, you're right. Yeah. For the first several you, years. You have a five-year-old now. So yeah. I, and she does love her Legos now. I uh, just like, okay, you know what? If you what I have so much clutter in this house. I've, I've had people go like, what do you do for your studio walls? Cause there's almost no echo. I'm like, I don't do anything special for my studio. I just have 15 years of built up clutter in this room, absorbing sound. Yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> look who's talking. <laughs> you actually, I don't know how you've done it, but your house has some kind of spatial warp technology so, because you have more clutter than actually fits in your house. Yes, but it doesn't look cluttered like your house does. Well, that's because you uh, you had to kid proof your house. I don't even care. I didn't like, even kid proof. Like people were like, "Oh, what'd you what'd you use for cabinet locks?" I didn't. What'd you use uh, to yeah. so the kids can't open the doors? I what, didn't. What do you use to make sure your kids don't get injury? Previous injuries. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what did you do to protect the mantles? So your kids don't hurt yourselves on that. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. So you didn't kid proof your house? No. The kid hurts themselves. They learn. They don't do it again. That's it's amazing that humanity survived for thousands of years. I didn't. It's hilarious because my in-laws house is way more kid proof than mine. Yeah. I mean, do you have kids running into the mantle there? They have. They have a mantle. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I totally approve. I feel like, uh, you know, experience is definitely the best teaching, but then again, what we've spoken about probably only an hour ago is how uh, you and I have experienced a great many varieties of injuries and um, we're still here, but maybe we shouldn't be. I am still alive. I, I think, hold on. I have to think about this. Can I still count the times that I should have died on one hand? I, I think how so. How do you die on one hand? Oh, I'm seeing the time, the number of times that I should have oh. died. Okay, fine. Play but it does only take one hand to kill somebody. Yeah, yes, but but if you're dying on one hand, does that mean like you're doing a handstand when you get hit by a train? Is that how that works? No, if you're dying on one hand, it's one hand that's killing you or holding you up or something like that. Jesus, Ryan, think outside the box. I just I'm trying I'm trying to picture the movie scene in my mind. I'm just picturing, you know, somebody grabbing somebody in the neck, holding them up, strangling them, or, dying or on that, one hand. Or is that distinct from dining on one hand, which would be something entirely different? No, that's just finger food. <laughs> and if you mix the two, then you're a fucked up individual. Um, yeah, guilty. So, okay. I don't want to hear about you eating people. I, not without consent. <laughs> I'm not sure where I was going with that. I was trying to make a sexual joke. And then my mind went back to a story that I heard. uh, Actually, I heard it a few weeks ago, Uh, but it was a dude who, who put out on Facebook an ad saying I'm a cannibal. I I don't know if it was Facebook, but he, he put out on the internet um, uh, a, an offer saying I'm a cannibal and I'm looking for somebody who's willing to let me eat them. Uh, Apparently that shit does happen. That's fucking weird. And I know you're not supposed to kink shame, but fucking shame that shit. What the fuck? Yeah, it's a little weird. Don't make I mean, it you're a little weird, but. Okay. Uh, do we have anything else or? I don't think so. I don't think we had anything to start with. Well, that's true. I'm just wondering. Let's see. We've got uh, the recording is now an hour 31. And I, I did not just use the word recording because we're definitely not recording this. But. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
good um, thing that I didn't bring anything up. I'm ashamed of. No, I I will uh, I I will publish this right next to Hog Story number one hundred six. <laughs> so you're gonna hack somebody else's website? <laughs> it will be uploaded to the same place as the Hog Story one hundred six recording. Yes, which is just nowhere. Like, I was gonna say, do you have a copy of the one hundred six <laughs> recording? Not that Fletcher knows about. <laughs> Okay, well, um, this has been um, uh, a totally pointless conversation with the Bemrose brothers. Uh, do you have anything you want to sign off with or a no. pithy left coastline? No, fuck off. Okay, the very inspiring. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I will talk to you later. And uh, to all those in the troll room, thanks for in, uh, coming along on the party. Um, and I'm, I am sorry if, uh, if we didn't have a normal grumpy old Ben's or, or couldn't be interesting or entertaining. I know you all don't show up for me and you really just are here because you want to hear Darren's amazing audio quality. And, uh, Darren totally left me hanging this time around and decided to say, fuck you. So, you know what, for you guys, just to get the really crappy audio quality you're listening to, I actually rebooted my system for you this morning. That's how much dedication I have to to getting this thing right cold acid uh just so you know um i'm about 95 percent certain that i'm not going to be able to get my wife on this microphone is is that because the shape is wrong or because I, she's not loose enough or i'm yeah i'm not going to answer that okay that's probably for the best <laughs> just not going there <laughs> yeah, don't worry try to get and um i uh, so from from America's left coast, where uh, I don't have anything interesting to say, I'm Ryan Bemrose, and I'm Tony Bemrose, and I have less interesting to say. Um, okay, well, we're is this the outro music? Yes, yes. Let's go ahead and okay. I need everybody theater the mind to imagine that we're playing an outro music. I don't even know what the outro music. If any of you are imagining something really cool, send it to me, and I'll add it to the the recording that I'm not posting. The fact that you're saying imagining and then send it. I, you know, technology these days is amazing. Just waiting for that neural, neural interface. No, don't. No, you can bad malware directly into your brain. <laughs> what do you think Pornhub is doing? You know, we probably could invite more people on here. I could switch over to the uh, the Hog Story. Uh, no, Hog Story doesn't have any open audio channels. Uh, the Nick the Rat Show has an open audio channel. I could pop into there and then other people could talk and it would just come out on the stream and we could leave this going indefinitely. Until yeah. yeah. I think I'm out. Yeah, that's probably for the best. Actually, I'm probably out too. Um, it was a neat idea. And now that I have the technology, I have the ability to make any Discord channel appear on the stream. You all are screwed. Talk to you later. The call of the earth was just a dumb kind of name, but they named it right because we behave the same. We are dumb all over. Dumb all over, yes we are. Dumb all over, near and far. Dumb all over, black and white. People, we is not that tight.